Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Successful Woman Radio Show brought to you by WomenAboutBiz.net, empowering you with the tools and resources to start and grow your very own business. Hello, ladies. This is Trina Neva, your host and business success coach, broadcasting to you live this Monday, July 9th, 2018, and as always, bringing you inspiration, motivation, and ways to make your business, your dreams, and your ideas such a big success. Well, ladies, it is a beautiful Monday here in Atlanta, Georgia, where I'm broadcasting from, and I hope that you are having a wonderful summer day in your town as well. I trust that you all had a fantastic weekend, and of course, that you took some time to joy pamper yourself. You know, those simple things in life that put that warm, fuzzy smile on your face, that give you that warm, fuzzy feeling inside. Remember, you are responsible for bringing joy into your life. Surround your, yourself with positive people, places, and things. And remember, stay out of the negative because it will get you nowhere fast. Well, here we are. We're in the second full week of July for 2018. And we have just such a wonderful topic uh, theme for you all month which is word-of-mouth marketing. Now, last Monday, I shared with you what word-of-mouth marketing was. I gave you five ways to drive word-of-mouth marketing, and I will go over that just a little bit um, when the time comes and I go over our next topic for subtopic for today. Um, but I am so excited about word-of-mouth marketing because, first of all, it really is one of the most powerful forms and methods of marketing utilized today by both large and small companies. In addition to that, word-of-mouth marketing is one of those things that it just keeps on going and going and going. Uh, Sometimes even when you are not actively marketing yourself, word-of-mouth marketing will continue on from you because there's nothing like the power of other people evangelizing and sharing your products and services with others. And that's just how effective it really, really is. Um, You know, here we are in 2018, and I still, to this very day, get phone calls from individuals saying someone referred women about biz to them years ago and they always kept the information and now they're ready to start a business and they wanted to speak with me. So again, word of mouth marketing is very contagious. It's something that can last for a lifetime, but you must treat it and handle it with love and care, and you must prepare a system and a strategy and a follow-up funnel in order for your word of mouth marketing to adequately function for you. And so that's what we're going to be talking about today. 
as I share with you uh, more strategies to strengthen your word of mouth marketing. So we're going we're gonna to break some of the strategies down. We're going to talk about a little bit of what you need to do to implement it. Also on our lineup today included five questions to generate cash in 2018. Of course, our book club, Book of the Month, is Little Black Book of Connections by Jeffrey Gittimer. And um, it's really just such a wonderful little book that is packed with information about how to expand your personal network, how to really get out there and start connecting with people and build uh, your word-of-mouth strategy. So this just really falls hand-in-hand with the topic that we have today. So very, very important. And then, of course, um, I will be keeping you updated on Facebook. So many different things are going on on Facebook. Uh, It's absolutely amazing, I find, just how much different things are happening on Facebook and all of the different changes are occurring. Every every day something new um, has taken place. So again, um, because a large majority of all uh, micro and small businesses primarily use Facebook as a form of advertisement and getting the word out about their business, um, it is so important for you to keep up with anything Facebook, what's going on with Facebook. And you can do that um, in two ways, right? You can do that by frequently visiting the website Mashable, and I'll spell that for you, M-A-S-S, I'm sorry, M-A-S-H-A-B-L-E, M-A-S-H-A-B-L-E.com, Mashable.com, or you can go to Google and set up what we call a Google Alert. And anytime some news about Facebook comes up, then Google Alert is, is going to um, update you on that. But word of caution, Google Alerts can be popping in your mailbox, two, three, four, five. It's not unusual for 10 every day, 10 times a day. So what you want to do is if you do set up um, a Google Alert on Facebook and some maybe some other things, competitors and different things that you want to keep up with, I suggest that you create a separate Gmail just for your Google Alerts. That way, Uh, You've got it clean, and you can go there once a day and just look at the different things coming through on Google Alerts. I would not use Google Alerts with a primary email address simply because uh, if you have an email that you're trying to utilize for customer service and you're trying to keep up with orders and different things like that, then, of course, you really, really just want to have a separate email address for that. So wanted to make that side alert for you with Google with using Google Alerts. You always, but always, you know, want to have a separate email that your Google Alerts is coming through. Um, or you can ju- use one separate email for Google Alerts and any newsletters or emails or different things that you subscribe to. That way you kind of have it all compartmentalized and segmented, and it allows you to stay more productive because you don't have to spend your time sifting through emails when you really should be, what, playing that CEO role? Absolutely. So Google Alerts is very good, but make sure, again, that you have a separate email to capture your alerts and possibly your e-newsletters, things that are not primary for your business. Enough said about that. I'll come back again, and I will update you 
on Facebook and what is going on. And I want to point out some things today about your fan page um, that you may not have known. It is 12.07 after the hour, and for those of you that have just tuned in, you're listening to No Other Than, the Successful Woman Radio Show. I'm Trina Newby, your host and your business success coach. I want to go ahead right now and I want to share with you um, five things that you need to do to bring cash uh, into your business in 2018. Now, I share these every Monday, but I try my very best to share them in a different light and maybe pull out one of those five ways to talk about a little bit more than the other. So let's go ahead and get started with that. Um, Number one in the five questions to generate cash in 2018, um, you need to ask yourself, what must I do to achieve my sales goals this week or this month? Now, based on your business industry, there's different things that you will have to do to accomplish your sales goals, right? Things such as, you know, create lead pages or create a separate website page with uh, featuring a particular product or a particular service. Um, staying focused, you know, calling a list of previous clients. There's different things that you may have identified that you can do to increase your sales for this week or this month. But just listing it won't help. You also really need to go ahead and you need to make sure that you have figured out how you're actually going to implement that as well. So very, very important, okay? Let's go ahead and move to question number two. Am I consistent in implementing my marketing system to attract new leads? Again, am I consistent in implementing my marketing system to attract new leads? You know, it it can't be talked about enough, but marketing is the cornerstone of every small business. You must have a marketing system in place. Now, when I use that word system, I'm not just talking about a marketing plan that's written down. That's, That's great. That's the first stage. But I'm talking about a full system. Uh, from following up, from the from the time a customer connects with you, whether it be your uh, email, whether it be your telephone, whether it be via text, or whether it's via your um, website and filling out some type of form, from the time they connect with you all the way through you personally or one of your teams closing the sales, what is supposed to happen? Now, everything between there that's supposed to happen is considered to be your marketing system, your strategy, right, for driving the sale and turning that person from a prospect into a customer. Here's question number three. Have I identified a minimum of three new people to talk with daily about the benefits of using my products or services? Now, um, I talk about all the time, like, the top three things that need to be going on in your business as a CEO. If you can't do nothing else all day, if if you're busy and you're, you're trying to Focus on the three most important things that you need to get done in your business. Uh, The top three are always going to be uh, uh, marketing, right? Uh, uh, Implementation, follow-up is always going to be those things that you need to get done 
Um, why? Because things bring in money. Those things get you new results, which is so very, very important. And, of course, follow-up can be divided into your current customers and also following up with prospects and different people because you want to be concerned with making sure that you're servicing your current customers and making sure that things are going well with them and that they have everything that they need. But then also follow-up with prospects as well and, of course, marketing because marketing is your system of attracting people to your business uh, so that you can then present to them and work on closing the sale. So very, very important. So I'm excited about um, our theme this month because this falls hand-in-hand with word-of-mouth marketing. Let's move on to number four in the five questions to generate cash for 2018. Number four is what are the business goals that I need to accomplish this week? Now, as a business owner, you're going to have a lot of different goals. I mean, every day you come up with new ideas and new things that you need to be implementing, right? But um, you have to make sure that all of these ideas and the things that you're coming up with, that they are falling in alignment with your overall vision for your company and where you're trying to go. So because of that, you should have already developed a annual plan or a six-month plan whereby you've created um, your visions and the goals to support each one of those visions. And that way, you can break the goals down then by quarter, by month, and by week and know what you should be doing on a weekly basis. Uh, this helps you to stay focused. It helps you to really hone in on the most important things, very, very important. And then last but not least, in the five questions to generate cash in 2018, is what must I change about my leadership to move my business forward? Again, what must I change about my leadership to move my business forward? So I'll say it again over and over until you ladies are understanding this. Your leadership represents about 70, 80% of the success of your business. Your ability to effectively lead, to effectively stay focused, to delegate, all of those things that fall under leadership, those are the things that are going to help you to be successful. And it's when you take your mind off of those things that you stop seeing results. I can tell you that right now. Um, as a matter of fact, I'll use my own self as an example for this right here. Sometimes I have so many different ideas. Of course, I service a lot of clients. And one of the things that I have to really work hard on is staying focused and not having too many new activities that cause me not to complete or implement the current activities that I should be working on. And, and I, I'm sure a lot of people fall into this because when you're a solo entrepreneur, it's very easy to get caught up uh, into a lot of things that really are, should not be priority in your business. This is not to say that they are not important, Right. This is just to say that you should have identified what's priority and, and what is pertinent to the goals that you're trying to accomplish. See, we're not going to accomplish goals, and we're not going to get anywhere as long as we uh, are trying to be the jack of all trades and not standing for something, right? Very, very important. So I want to encourage you. I want to encourage you and help you to understand that as a leader, as an effective leader, it's important for you 
to really get yourself out of the labor role. That's that daily grind role where you're doing everything in the business except for leading the business in the next stage that it should be in. Um, And to do this, I always recommend that you have a position description for yourself as the CEO and leader of your company. Um, Each person, based on your industry, should have a bullet-pointed list of exactly what you should be focusing on every day, every week, every month for your business as the CEO of your company. Um, Many of you, once you do this list, you'll have a big aha moment because you'll realize most of the time that I haven't even been doing 50% of those things on the list and I need to really transition myself into the leadership role, the CEO role of me. So very, very important. So there you have it, ladies, five questions to generate cash in 2018. Focus on these questions, stick with them, and you will see a huge difference in your business and the way you're managing it on a day-to-day basis. Remember, you have the power to create your streams of abundance, and it all begins with you taking action. The station identification, I just want to let everybody know you are listening to no other than the Successful Woman Radio Show with me, Trina Newby, your host and business success coach. I want to thank you so much for listening to the show, uh, and I want to thank you especially for spreading the word. We have excellent word-of-mouth marketing going on with Successful Woman Radio, and I want to thank all of you so very much for sharing the show with others. Now, last Monday, we set the groundwork for word-of-mouth marketing, and, of course, our book of the month is Little Black Book of Connections by Jeffrey Gittimer. That's G-I-T-O-M-E-R, Jeffrey Gittimer. Such a wonderful book, chock full of wise tips and resources and ways to really make better connections um, for your business. So last week in the book, we went over the four connection questions that unlock the answers to growth and your success. Now, those four questions were, who do you know? How well are you connected? Do you know how to make a connection? And who knows you? So what we're going to do Today is we're going to go over um, the section um, on page 26. It's not who you know, it's who knows you. So universal truth of connecting, that's what we're going to go over today as I read an excerpt from the book, Little Black Book of Connection, okay? Now, the author starts off by saying, here's an important note. He says, like any other process, connecting has rules and strategies. You may know some of them, but odds are you don't know them all. Offered on the next pages, he says, um, are most of them. These strategies and rules are simplistic, but they are not simple. As you read them and begin to understand them, they will help you make connections in a better, more powerful way. He says, oh, one other thing, you have to implement them. So he's making caution here to say, listen, there are strategies, there are ways to make connections, but you can't just read what he's getting ready to share. You have to be willing to implement them. So let's get started, and I'm going to be reading to you um, today 
I'm going to read to you five of these implementation um, that you can do to make better connections, and then I'll read the rest on the following Monday. So let's start with number one, strategies, guidelines, and rules of connecting. He says be friendly first, and everything else falls into place. He says friendly breeds likability and trust. People do business with people they like and people they trust. The twin of friendly is smiling. People who smile are 100 times more attractive than people who don't. Smiling not only sets the tone for others, it's the reflection you give them about who you are and how you think. How friendly are you for you to make friends? And, of course, as a side note, I just want to say this is so important. Have you ever walked into a networking event or a social function um, and you really didn't know that many people and you were just trying to connect with someone and you walk up to someone just to say hello and introduce yourself and they are not smiling or they turn their head away from you looking all around but looking you in the face as though they don't want to connect with you? Um, Many people that has happened to, and you just have to think of how that made you feel or how that could make you feel, and remember to to smile, uh, to make sure that you have a warm, friendly face and that you are willing to connect with others when they walk up to you. Welcome them. Um, you don't have to be uh, the owner of the event or the event hostess to welcome somebody to the actual event. Here's number two. He says, project your self-image in a way that breeds confidence in others. He says, your handshake is an indicator of your self-image, and so is your dress. Everything from your hair to your shoes is an indicator of who you are and what your style may be or not be. Projected image creates first impressions, and even though first impressions are not always correct, they are the ones that stick in the mind of the other person until corrected. What is the image that you have of yourself, and what kind of image do you think you project? Is that image acceptable to those you seek to connect with? Here's number three. This is really interesting. He says, your ability to look someone in the eye as you speak to them is a telltale sign of your own self-respect. Um, and this is so true. As a side note, ladies, we've got to stop looking down towards the ground and looking everywhere else, but look at a person straight on and with a warm smile. He says, make eye contact. It's not only a display of confidence. It's a display of truth and a display of respect for the other person. Do you find it easy to make eye contact? Do you find it a sign of weakness when others do not make eye contact with you? Um, some people find it a sign of weakness and some a sign of disrespect or both. And so it is very, very important when you um, are talking to someone that you have direct eye contact. Here's number four in strategies, guidelines, and rules of connecting. And again, for those of you that have just tuned in, I'm reading from Little Black Book of Connections by author Jeffrey Gittimer. Number four, he says, your consistent positive attitude will breed positive responses and positive results. 
The author says everyone knows it's important to have a positive attitude. Very few people understand how important a role it plays in the way you communicate and the way you are perceived by others. Without a positive attitude, your words become cynical and slanted. Without a positive attitude, your demeanor becomes borderline or unacceptable. Positive attitude needs to be there all the time in the background as fuel to run your engine of life without toxic emissions. Do you expect to have a positive attitude if you are not doing something positive in the morning every day? And, again, this is so very important. Um, Oftentimes we can be in such a rush to get to networking events that really the few hours before the networking events we really haven't paid attention to how much they can actually impact this networking and having that positive mindset, that positive attitude. But you really should be very careful about what attitude and mindset you should have or you do have before going to any social activity. Why? Because whatever emotions occurred hours before is going to impact it all over your face, and it's going to impact it on your attitude. And so you just want to slow it down um, and maybe have a break. Give yourself a dinner break or give yourself a lunch break or something before you go to a networking event. And then just kind of pull yourself together. Uh, remind yourself of some things that you want to share with other people possibly when you're at the networking event. And remember that you are in the blessing business. That's the mindset. That is the attitude that you do want to have. Here's number five. Number five, um, he says, no connection is made without some form of risk. Again, no connection is made without some form of risk. He says, dare yourself, accept the dare, and take the risk to make the connection. My philosophy of no risk no, um, no nothing, is most evident in making connections. You can lower your risk tolerance and risk barrier by being prepared, having the self-confidence, and projecting the image to take a short walk out on a thick limb to make the next connection. Have you ever taken a risk and succeeded? Didn't it seem like less of a risk after the event was over than before you were willing to take it? Ask yourself why you're avoiding the risk rather than simply making an excuse about it. Ladies, have you ever wanted to meet someone? Maybe you've heard about them. Maybe you've seen their posts over and over on Facebook or LinkedIn. Maybe they're your friend on Facebook or LinkedIn. And you've said to yourself that you've wanted to introduce yourself to that person. And then finally you get that opportunity to, and the shy bug hits you and you stray away from introducing yourself to that individual. So what he's saying here is take the risk. Walk up to them with a smile, with a warm, personal um, attitude. Introduce yourself to the individual and break the ice by letting them know that you've admired their post, that you uh, are friends on social media. Very, very uh, important. So we've just read the first five. Um, strategies, guidelines, and rules of connecting. And, of course, you definitely want to stay tuned for next week as I uh, go on and read more strategies 
on how to connect from the Little Black Book of Connections by author Jeffrey Gittimer. Make sure you get your copy. Uh, you can go online to borders.com. I'm sorry. I always say that, uh, but we have no borders anymore. You can go online to Amazon.com or uh, you can go on, uh, online to BarnesandNobles.com or, or, you know, if you have a bookstore in your area, Books a Million or Barnes & Noble, go check it out and see if they have a copy of the Little Black Book of Connections. It is 1227 after the hour, and you are listening to no other than the Successful Woman Radio Show. This is Trina Newby, and I am so very glad that you are here with me today, and I hope that you are getting such value out of what you are hearing so far. Um, I know that many of you are on social media and have probably seen all of the things going on uh, with Facebook. It's like Facebook has so much happening. And so uh, today I want to look at the Facebook fan page and just remind you of a few things that you may not have known um, about the Facebook fan pages. And uh, by the way, just a reminder, don't forget that uh, Facebook has really started implementing not showing a lot of advertisement-type posts from your personal page. Now, this is them getting very, very strict. They're not putting it on your personal page, but they will prevent it from being shown on the news feed, and that's what you have to pay close attention to, okay, because they want you to have um, a fan page. If you have a business, you should have a fan page, right? They want you to have a fan page. And of course, when you do have a fan page, there are certain things that you should know, such as Facebook is, um, is really into engagement. So the more you engage yourself with your fan page, the more they're going to allow your post to be seen by all of those people that are your fans that are following you, right? Um, in addition, Facebook wants you to spend money on advertisement. So if you want, if you're really making an important post or announcement on your fan page, then uh, you're going to have to start having a marketing budget uh, because Facebook wants you to boost your post and, and show it to everyone so everyone will see it across your news feed. Um, and, but in order to do that, you've got to pay to play. So it's important for you to start educating yourself on this and start knowing about boosting. Now, one thing I can say, Facebook themselves have great information in their help section um, about how to effectively use your fan page. They've even started helping you trying to figure that out. And so uh, nobody knows more effectively how to use the system like Facebook does. So start with their help section. Um, put in how to use fan page in the help section and read all the material that Facebook has developed on um, how to use and how to have an effective Facebook fan page. But what I want to do is I want to just share some things with you about what you can do with your fan page. Now, the beautiful thing is, is that Facebook has made the fan page like a blog, and it really does have full blog features. So that's the first thing you should know. But word of caution, even though it has full blog features, thing that it's not, like a blog is that you don't own it, 
okay? Your information resides on the Facebook platform, and because you're not really paying Facebook to have a fan page, they still are in control of it. So what this means is that you always want to make sure you're keeping the control by having an effective website presence, right, and that there shouldn't be anything new that you're announcing on your fan page that someone couldn't go to your website and also see. Also keep in mind that you can also set up links and different things coming from your uh, your website on your Facebook fan page. So that's very, very important, and you need to understand that. Now, another great feature that I really like that Facebook has is that right under the header of your fan page on the, the header graphic, they have um, a button area that you can use uh, that can have someone to either sign up someone can learn more, or they can even purchase. So that button can be utilized very, very effectively, and that can keep someone right there on your Facebook fan page. Now, Facebook allows you on the fan page to have multiple pages, and they also have a fully functional menu that you can connect those pages to. So you can have an order page, you can have an event page, you can have a welcome page so somebody can stay right there on Facebook to learn exactly who you are. Uh, if you are a service business uh, and you're offering a free service, you can have people to sign up for it right there on Facebook, right? You can also um, boost and advertise those pages so that people know about those pages as well. Uh, you, uh, you can have what Facebook calls also an author page. Now, Facebook allows you to create attractive authors right there on your page um, where people can actually take advantage of those offers, whether it's a coupon, whether it is a discount or, or a full product or service. So there are so many things that you are able to do. The other thing that um, I really like seeing going on is that people are kind of creating their own QVC or their own home shopping network right there on their fan page by creating uh, a Facebook Live and introducing individuals to new products and new services and also letting them know how they can purchase those products or services. They may even have right there on their fan page in their menu, they may even have a shopping page where they have already listed out and featured the products or services that, that, that are for sale so that you can quickly go, a person could quickly go and purchase that um, those items, right? So that is wonderful that Facebook is doing that, right, because it's making it very, very convenient for you. Listen, people are making um, six- and seven-figure incomes monthly on their face, off of their Facebook fan page alone, and people are making uh, mid- to high-five figures, right, off of their Facebook fan pages alone. But you have to get in the know. You can't just one day all of a sudden say, okay, I heard Trina talk about the fan page on Facebook, and so now I'm going to get on there and I'm going to create all of this stuff in a day. Uh, remember, with everything, you have to have a system follow-up, follow-through, and a funnel with which it can operate, right? So that's going to take you a week or so to create that. But what you do want to understand and know is that 
the power to utilize your Facebook fan page for marketing and getting the word out and increasing your following is there. It is certainly there. But you must take the steps to make it happen. You must um, get in the know about how uh, to make it happen for yourself. Now, another thing that you can do with your fan page is that you can connect your Instagram account also to your Facebook fan page, which can be very powerful uh, and effective because that allows you to share uh, the different posts that come up. And when you advertise on your fan page, you can also then advertise uh, simultaneously on your Instagram account as well. Um, you can tell your Facebook ad that you want the advertisements over your Instagram account as well. So, so many things can be done from your fan page. And so uh, Facebook, that is exactly why they are giving more power, more control over that fan page because they want it to be utilized just for business. Now, on the other hand, your personal page, Facebook, uh, as I announced on last week, Facebook is now going to eliminate your ability to post on your personal page through a third-party app. So like Hootsuite and um, Sprout Social and Cannoli and a lot of other third-party apps that made it, made it easier and more effective for you to schedule all of your posts for your personal page and your fan page, they have now taken the personal page away. Now, that is going to go into effect as of August 1st. So you have a little less than three weeks to figure out an alternative plan. But for right now, what's going to happen is that Facebook wants you to go directly on your Facebook personal page. They want you to make posts on their page, and they want you to engage. You know, I am, just from being a longtime Facebook user, I am assuming it is because it is really impacting um, the way you can see their advertisers and the way you engage. Because when you don't engage and when um, their advertisers can't get their advertisements in front of you, then that is going to lower uh, the effects and the um, successful um, postings of advertisers. And, of course, that, that then will lower the reputation of Facebook. And so what Facebook has done as they have been saying all along, they really need us to engage on the personal page, um, and they need us, if we're in business, they really want us to function in a higher capacity from the fan page and by creating a group as well. So, again, you have groups and you have Facebook fan page for marketing for keeping customers and prospects in the know about who you are and what you do. Now, this is not to say that you can't use your personal page and, and, and maybe drive your friends over to your fan page to like it so that they can stay in the know, but what Facebook is saying is that blatant advertisement and marketing, they are not going to allow you to show that through the news feed. They just are not, and they're beginning to cut it off more and more and more. I'm having a lot of clients say, hey, um, I'm having my clients and customers say they can't see my post, and I'm having to make them aware that if it's coming from your personal page, they're not going to see it. It's going to be the fan page that they're going to be able to see it. So you need to direct them 
over to your fan page. Also, let's not forget, when it comes to a Facebook fan page, as you are sending out e-newsletters and emails uh, to your customers, remind them to like your fan page. Um, Have a uh, an app, a Facebook fan page app on your WordPress site, if you have one, that is showing the posts that you're making on your fan page, right? Allow people to like your fan page directly from your website, which is so very, very important, right? Okay, so let's talk about other things that you can do on your Facebook fan page. If you have a group, that you've created specifically for your private customers, um, then you can also link your group, your community, to your Facebook fan page. I think that's phenomenal. Fantastic. Um, So then it has a very um, structured flow from your group to your fan page and vice versa. Um, That's going to be wonderful. So that way you can have a separate space for your audience to share conversations. You can find and manage all of your linked groups in one place. You can interact with your linked group to your fan page. Um, That is going to be wonderful. So again, keep that in mind. So as you're posting to your fan page, uh, Facebook is allowing that post to simultaneously go to your group page as well because you linked the two. So they're doing a lot to help you. Now, you can also have a video page as well on Facebook, and I really, really love this um, because it allows you to have uh, a, a historical video view. So you could do all types of sample videos, product videos, uh, welcome video. There are all kinds of things that you can do um, in a segmented video page on your fan page. Remember, in the left-hand column of your fan page, you actually have a fully workable menu that you have control over. So you can do that. And you can have a structured menu that that really is connecting people um, to your company and and getting them engaged and interactive. Um, Don't forget on Facebook fan pages, you can also have campaigns for coupons. You can run contests. There are all kinds of things that you can do. You can also have your own shop. Now, in Facebook, that's right. People can purchase directly for you. You can have them paying you the whole nine yards. So I think it's beautiful. I think it's beautiful that they're actually helping out small businesses in this way. The question is, is are you going to take advantage of it, and is it for you? Uh, and this is what you need to make decisions on. Again, uh, word of caution. You always want to maintain control by having a fully functional website and making sure that there is not anything on the website uh, or on the fan page that a person couldn't get from the website itself, right? Now, with that said, I think it's important that you have a way for people to sign up with their email and phone number, first and last name, from your Facebook fan page. So you can do that through a special offer. Uh, You can do that through a sign-up link that's directly up under the header on your fan page. You can do that in many ways. So don't forget about that. At the end of the day, ladies, uh, we're moving into the next phase. This is no longer Internet 
3.0. We're moving on into Internet 4.0 with mobile activity, um, more aggressively utilizing um, social media platforms like LinkedIn and Facebook. And so it's just now time for you to step it up and step out and take that risk and go ahead and look at how you might be able to utilize Facebook fan page and Facebook groups to actually market your business. Very, very important. Okay, uh, I hope that you guys have found that information very useful and helpful and that you will be able, okay, you will be able to fully take advantage of all of the things that Facebook and other social media platforms have for you. Keep in mind that anything that is free, you don't have control over, right? Not full control. Always want to make sure, again, that whatever they see on those social media platforms, they can go right to your website and get the same information as well. Okay, and oh, just one other tip. I wanted to make sure you knew this. If you have a Facebook group, you know, in groups, one of the things that they allow you to do is they allow you to uh, ask people questions before they actually join the group. And so with that said, what I want to recommend to you is that the questions that you ask them is require them to give you their first, last name, phone number, and email um, to um, be able to be a member of that group. That way you are building your mailing list through your group as well. So there's a way that you can easily do that. So you can use questions that is a feature in group to, to make sure that they have given you their information, right? Very, very important. And again, don't forget, you can go to your Facebook Help Center and really learn some good information about how you can take advantage of both Facebook groups and Facebook fan page. I'll continue to keep you guys updated and bring you new information um, that you can put to use um, for what's going on with Facebook. And then I will, um, in August, I'm, I'm learning more and more about uh, LinkedIn, although I've been on LinkedIn since the very beginning of it. I haven't been using it as much as I would like to, but I am putting some things into action, so I'll be able to share with you more um, about LinkedIn coming in the month of August. It's 45 minutes after the hour of 12, 15 minutes before the show ends. Hang in there because I want to go ahead and talk to you about word of mouth marketing and all of the wonderful things that are happening with it and how you can utilize it in your business. I want to go ahead right now and just give you a recap, a recap from last Monday as I identified the actual definition for word-of-mouth marketing as it pertains to the show. So word-of-mouth marketing is the process of actively influencing and encouraging word-of-mouth discussion about your brand, your organization, your company, your resources, and or events that you're hosting, okay? What word-of-mouth uh, marketing is not is for you to think about um, that it is just verbal, just you firsthand with the person in front of you telling about your products, your company, uh, and then them going spreading the word because word of mouth marketing is so much more. 
Now you can use social media platform. You can use email marketing. Uh, you can use text. There are so many other ways to get uh, word-of-mouth marketing going. And I shared with you five ways last Monday, five ways to drive word-of-mouth marketing. Now, I'm going to not go into this in depth because I have some other things I want to share with you on today, but I do want to share with you what those five ways to drive word-of-mouth marketing were. Um, number one was delivering a customer experience, making sure that your customers have a good experience with your company. Number two was creating valuable incentives. Number three was streamlining your referral process, okay? Uh, number four was staying proactive. In other words, uh, when you're talking about word-of-mouth marketing, this isn't something that you just jump into one day. It has to be carefully planned out, so it's important to be very proactive. Number five was give your customers something to talk about. And that, of course, has to be planned from um, specials that are coming up, different things that are happening. You've got to give them something to talk about, something to share. It has to be very, very valuable uh, to the customer. And this really requires you to be very in touch with your industry, okay, and learning all kinds of things that you know customers are wanting. Uh, this is why if you're in a particular industry, you always want to check and see if there is a trade association uh, in your industry, one that's going to keep you in the know, keep you updated with new statistics, new information about what customers and or clients are looking for from that industry, better ways to market. So you always want to definitely check that out. Uh, for station identification, I see we have a few more people signing in here. You are listening to Successful Woman Radio, and this is Trina Newby, your host and your business success coach. So today I want to talk to you about more ways to enhance your word of mouth, com uh, your word of mouth marketing through your business. Um, and something that a lot of people forget is that, number one, you really have to know and understand uh, your company's and the industry that it falls in uh, when it comes to word-of-mouth marketing. You've got to know your brand. So you need to ask yourself questions such as, you know, what is your brand all about? Because if you don't know, you can't explain it to others, right? And word-of-mouth marketing really is, I call it educational marketing, because you have to educate individuals about who you are and what you do so that they are fully in the know and have knowledge to share with others. So in really um, enhancing and strengthening your word-of-mouth marketing, number one, is that you really have to know your company and know about your brand. So some questions to ask yourself is, what is your brand all about? What are your values? And what does your product or service do? I know that sounds like, well, Trina, that's a no-brainer. I know that. But listen, you need to know it well enough to explain it logically to someone else, okay? And that is something that a lot of women have trouble in doing. And um, you need to also ask yourself, how can my product or service help other people? What is the value, valuable benefit in this, okay? Because remember, when you're talking to people and when you're teaching them about your company so they can share with others that you want to share, is really um, about 
how good your company is and when it was established and uh, all of those different things uh, and all of the services that it offers. Listen, that, that's, that's not bad, but that's not the benefit. You really want to stay focused on how it's going to change another person's life, how it's going to make their life easier, how it's going to ease up on some pain. You really want to know that. And then you still want to research your competition, okay? Because when you're talking about word-of-mouth marketing, people need to know um, how you can do it better, right? How you can help them um, better, more so than a competitor. Now, you're not going to say it in that words, we can do it better than a XYZ competitor, but you want to know how you can um, how you can provide a service or a product better than the competitor. You want to know how the competitor is different from you, and you also want to know how you can benefit from that information by making your services or products better or relaying the information to your customers or clients better, okay? Are there any weaknesses that your competition has that you can capitalize on very, very important. All of these things can be turned into copy, as we say in the marketing world, or, or strong advertisement words that you can use um, in helping people to practice word-of-mouth marketing with you and for you, okay? Number three, I think that's very important, is, again, you want to be confident and define your audience, Okay? Um, one of the most successful things in launching your word-of-mouth marketing is to understand who your target market is. You've got to get to know them, right? Very, very important. And so uh, many of you know I talk about this all the time, about having a character profile for your, for your target audience, uh, having a description and knowing the, the characteristics uh, and traits of your target audience. You're each individual, they, they share something in common. You know, are they between the ages of 25 and 55, you know? Um, do they like one thing over the other? Do they mostly use Facebook more so than LinkedIn, okay? Uh, what, are the, what are the pains that uh, you can ease for your target audience. What what are they looking for? How do they search? What are the search words that they put in when they're looking um, on social media or on Google? So you need to know those things. Very, very important, okay? Now, in word-of-mouth marketing, feel-good is so very, very important. I can't talk enough about feel-good. People base their opinions about you and your services and your products um, on how they feel. It's about emotions, and especially if your target audience is women. When you make people feel good about themselves, or you make it easier for them, or you help make them more productive, or you make it to where people are complimenting them on how they look, their appearance or how they smell because you maybe sell cologne, perfume, products, um, they are going to come back to you for more of the same. So you need to understand that. And so you have to embrace your uniqueness. What is it about your product or your service that's going to have a person 
coming back for more and more. And so it's not just about saying, hey, purchase this perfume, but it's about writing uh, short articles about the perfume. It's about wearing it yourself and giving your own personal testimonial. Hey, I was in the bank today, and I have asked me, excuse me, what fragrance is that that you're wearing? Um, and you have to talk about how that fragrance not only makes you happy, but it's such a lovely scent that it attracts people to you, and that it's even helped you in your business in attracting um, possible prospects. So you've got to talk about it. Um, if you're in the service industry, you've got to give people still emotional feelings from experiencing your service. And there's no other way for them to do that than to experience it firsthand themselves. So it's not always about them right away purchasing your service or retaining your service, but it's about you giving them a free consultation or giving them a free massage or giving them um, that first free introduction so that they can experience it for themselves. And and that way, um, they are more interested in paying for and using the service. And a good idea for a first-time customer, if you have a service business, especially if it's like a massage therapist or a hairstylist um, or, or you provide some other type of service, is to give them a two-for-one coupon right? Give them a two-for-one coupon. When they get their first free service, give them a two-for-one coupon now where they can purchase one service and get a second one for a friend or a business associate. That is going to help them pull in, okay? It's going to help them to pull in another person um, and, and start that word-of-mouth marketing for you. And I hope that you're enjoying this, and I'm hoping you, you experience and know the importance of word-of-mouth marketing for your business. Let's talk about another technique or, or, or tactic, okay? How do you influence or engage other people to the point to where they are calling you and requesting your service? How do you influence or engage? Well, this is where testimonials come in, and their testimonials is one of the strongest techniques and methods in word-of-mouth marketing because this is actual people who have experienced your inner service, and they are willing to share it with another person. And so when you when you get testimonials, you can't just store up your testimonials and not use them. You really need to have a place on your website where people can easily identify your testimonials. I believe you should put testimonials on your front homepage as well as have testimonials um, on an actual testimonial page. And if people can, ask them to hold up the product and give you a quick video shout-out. Um, ask them to do a video or ask them to be in a contest, um, best testimonial, um, and then they'll win some type of prize. There are all types of creative things that you can come up with as you are enhancing your word of mouth marketing. So very, very important. So I hope that you have enjoyed these tips as we continue to talk about ways to strengthen your word of mouth marketing and get the word out there for your business. We've come to the end of the show. I want to remind you to share uh, Successful Woman Radio with other business women and individuals who said that they wanted to start or grow their business. Remember, when you come to our show, you're going to come into 
a positive environment, right? We're going to talk about positive things. We're going to provide you with useful information that you will be able to implement in your business right away. Stay tuned for next Monday as we give you more information on word-of-mouth marketing. And if you missed any of the episodes about leadership in our last theme for the month of June, then you can go to womenaboutbiz.net, click on podcast in the top menu bar, and listen to all of our previous month's broadcasts. This is Trina Newby saying have a beautiful, productive, and abundant week. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 